You're listening to Build, Launch, Scale. The podcast for people focused on using technology to bring products to life. Each week, we'll dive into a specific topic within product management and hear from some of the best product people around. The goal? To help you find some inspiration, learn a few new tricks, and ultimately, build, launch, and scale better products. Build, Launch, Scale is a production of Product Collective, a community for product people and the organizers of Industry the Product Conference, where product people from all over the world gather every fall. For Product Collective, I'm Mike Belsito, and this is Build, Launch, Scale. Many of us define ourselves as product people. At early stage companies, the founders are often the product people driving the entirety of the product, the core value proposition, the features, the ultimate roadmap, But at a later stage, more established companies, there are a variety of roles that product people can play. Many have product managers, and certainly there are director-level product people, VPs of product, chief product officers. But there are even more product roles within many other organizations. Business analysts, product owners. I actually personally have never worked in an organization larger than, say, 120 employees. So product manager, that was the most granular role we had for a product person. So I was especially interested in speaking with Dave West, who's the CEO and product owner of Scrum.org, which provides comprehensive training, assessments, and certifications to improve the profession of software delivery. It was Ken Schwarber who founded Scrum.org, and he also developed Scrum in the first place and was one of the original signers of the Agile Manifesto. Now, Dave West leads Scrum.org, so I thought that he was really one of the best people to talk to on this episode of Build, Launch, Scale to help me understand the various roles within a product organization, especially that of the product owner. But since the product manager role was the one that I've been mostly familiar with and have held myself, I asked Dave, what's the difference between a product manager and a product owner? Is there one? People often say, what's the difference between a product owner and a product manager? You know, why do we have this idea? What's the difference between a business analyst and all this? So I I actually, the first book about about Scrum uh, was Ken and Mike Beadle. And uh, interestingly, they're called Agile Product Managers. So I don't think there's that much difference between a good product manager and a good product owner. Uh, Ultimately, the difference, if there is any, is ownership and control. There's too many times in our product management uh, history where product managers really don't manage the product. They don't have any control over the product. They're more caretakers, if anything. They sort of try to marshal all the opposing forces and, and try to actually make something happen. But but ultimately, they don't feel much ownership or responsibility for it. They're not empowered. You know, they don't, the, 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 the role is basically broken up over 50 people. Now, the problem with that, as, as we all know, I mean, 50 might be an extreme you know, maybe five or six people. The problem when you've got multiple people is that it's hard to be agile, meaning it's hard to respond to your environment in a a rapid fashion. It's hard to inspect and adapt through transparency. It's hard to really drive something quickly because the more people you have, the the longer it takes for those decision-making processes to happen. So I guess what a product owner is, is it's a great agile product manager. 
it's uh, we often describe them as an entrepreneur. It's a leadership role. It's a person who cares about getting the most value to the customers, um, to basically managing those decisions about priority, managing those decisions about value, and help help helping the development team, the, the or teams, right? Be multiple trick teams uh, to actually deliver the things that make the most sense. So I'm sure that many of your listeners, Mike, are saying, "Well, that's what I do. I'm a product manager." And, and I think that doesn't matter whether you're called a product manager, you're called a product owner. Ultimately, it's the responsibilities that we care about. And that is about delivering, delivering value to your customers in the most timely fashion possible. Delivering value to our customers in the most timely fashion possible. Well, regardless of the role, I know that most product people are on board with that. And maybe the differentiation between product manager and product owner, maybe it doesn't matter all that much. The truth is, within product management, a product owner and a product manager at one company, they might have completely different responsibilities than people in the exact same roles at the next company. But regardless, the reality is, as a company grows, they go on from founders owning the responsibility of product to later bringing a product person on board to have that responsibility. But when does an organization add another product role? When are they ready for that? I asked Dave for his thoughts on that. So scale is, is, the, is the ultimate question. What happens when you scale? What happens to the product owner, right? When you're a small one team, clearly focused on your customer, clearly, you know, all going in the right direction, then product owner is relatively easy. It's the, it's the geezer that sort of represents the, the customer and, is, and is the team is looking to to make that decisions because ultimately customers are a fickle bunch. And if you get five in a room, they've got 10 difference of opinion, haven't they? So you have to have somebody driving that, you know, the, the sort of Steve Jobs, the, you know, that kind of model. Now you scale. So what happens? You know, maybe you've got five teams, maybe you've got 10 teams, maybe you've got 20 teams, maybe your, your product's suddenly the most popular thing since, uh, um, I don't know, since something that's very popular, since disposable diapers, I guess, you know, which was very popular, um, I, I hear. And um, so anyway, so you've got this, you know, incredibly popular product, you're scaling, you've got VC funding, you've had the party, you've got the new website. So what happens? Uh, do you need two people? Do you need... Ultimately, there's only ever one product owner. And the, the reason why there's only ever one product owner for a product, the reason why uh, Ken and Jeff in the Scrum Guide and all the books that are written really emphasize this is consensus and discussions and politics and and democracy. Democracy is very inefficient. So you need that, that, that benevolent dictator to be driving that. Now, is that dictator surrounded by, oh, sorry, that product owner surrounded by other people that have other responsibilities, other skills, other things. As you scale, you need to start having those people. Are they called product manager? Probably. You know, that seems very sensible. Are they called business analyst? Well, in some organizations. Are they called offering manager? Well, that might be that. But ultimately, who makes the decisions about what the product does? That is that product owner. And it can only ever be one, as it were, to sort of quote Highlander. I wasn't expecting a Highlander quote from this interview, but as Dave puts it, there can only be one. There can only be one person who really owns product. But what makes for a great product owner? What are the skill sets and core competencies of the individual who ultimately owns product? Ultimately, the core competency of the product owner is to have a vision to, you know, really empathize with the customer with respect to that vision and to really be able to 
make the decisions. So that means that they are empowered to make those decisions. Now, do they have other skills around being able to write great user stories? Well, that'd be great, but I don't think it's crucial. You have the development team that can help you do that. You have other people that can help you do that. Do they have to be able to do a detailed market analysis of the, of the market? Probably not, but uh, the, the, you know, it'd be great if, if they could have those. So when you start looking at things like pragmatic marketing, they have their very, very big square thingy-me-bob that has all sorts of uh, different things. So competitive analysis, do they need those skills? No. Do they need to understand the competitors enough to make the right decisions? Ideally, but do you think Steve Jobs really understood how, Mac, how the PC worked in comparison to the Mac? I think he had a general idea, but I bet there were people inside that organization that had massive detail. You know, they took them apart, they re-put them together, they, you know, did all sorts of weird, funky things to them, and vice versa, probably inside inside Microsoft. You know, the the, the point is that you've got this core, like, sort of passion, belief, vision. That's what makes a great product owner. And it was interesting. I was at Agile uh, 2017 in Orlando last week, and there was a, a session that said, are product owners born or are they made? Ultimately, there was a few things that I thought really stood out. And one was the fact that they've got to care. They've really got to care. And that caring about your product means you have to have an interest in it. That means you have to have an interest in the customer, really, because ultimately, and a good product owner has, has those things. So that's sort of like the core. Then you start adding some of the other things like competitive analysis, like market uh, market stuff, like being able to write product marketing material, like messaging and positioning and uh, being able to do the analysis of the product, you know, being able to do the financial side to it. Increasingly, as you scale, those things become uh, more complicated, you know, my little product didn't have any competitors. Now it's a billion dollar product and everybody wants to be one. So suddenly competitive analysis becomes important. My little product, you know, didn't ever, the messaging wasn't that important. Now we're international. My God, you know, let's avoid any inappropriate words. You know, English, English and American English can be accidents can happen, particularly on the pavement, um, you know, or the sidewalk or, you know, anyway. So the point is that you, you you have to start adding those competences. Now, I don't expect the product owner to necessarily have those, but I do expect ultimately that the, the team and the teams of teams that you're building out have to have those skills. And uh, so I think that uh, ultimately it's about vision. It's about caring about your customer, empathizing, being able to describe that vision, that true north, and understand what value is. It's true. No single product person can do everything and be great at everything. There will be people on the team that pitch in with specialized skill sets and make the product team even better. But I was curious, especially being an organization that's played such an important role in developing Agile and Scrum, what was Dave's take on the background of an ideal product person? Oftentimes, I've heard people like Ken Norton and others say that the best product people are technical. Dave's take? It actually surprised me. At Scrum.org, we tend to see product owners, when they come from the business, uh, they tend to empathize better with the customer and tend to have a clearer vision, even though it is a role that sort of sits between both worlds. Um, they come from the business, they you know, can really believe that, that what they're doing is of value to a customer, and they can distill that and communicate it. But uh, when they come from technology, it's not that they don't necessarily have those things, but those things tend to be described in a way that aren't 
purposeful you know they aren't they don't describe the sort of outcomes that that, that we're seeking uh, in fact it, it's funny <clears throat> Mike that we talk a lot about design thinking now you know we've got this lean ux and some fabulous stuff um in the world around that today and you know the techniques for doing it etc one thing that's clear from the design thinking world is that it's about understanding the customer no surprise and it's sort of reminded us it's almost almost given us a sort of a, a new set of energy to, to the product owner role because it's reminding us that empathizing with the customer and understanding and driving that through experimentation and rapid feedback is ultimately what we're in the business of doing. So whether you are that technical person or not, as long as you can really truly empathize with the customer, you may make for an ideal product person. But what separates the good from the great? There are product people and then there are the 10x product people. This is one of the questions I love to ask almost every product leader I meet. And I asked Dave if he could make that distinction as well. He summed it up in one word. Vision. I think it's a simple. I think a great product owner can instill a vision and communicate it effectively to the team and to the customers and to the stakeholders. And they can do it in a way that empowers, you know, you know what do they say? Dan Pink talks about, you know, sort of like mastery and purpose. Purpose is one of the things that he talks a lot about. And being able to provide that, that, um, that, that purpose, that, that, that vision to the team and to the stakeholders and ultimately to the customer as well. It's, you know, there's a, certainly some, I guess, I guess it depends on the product, but ultimately that, that vision, that's what sets you apart. So customer empathy is a must, but to be great, you need vision. As we neared the end of our conversation, I asked Dave about his role at scrum.org. He's the CEO, but also product owner. That certainly isn't the norm. And I asked Dave if there were challenges that come along with that unique combination. Especially since as CEO, I imagine he has to be on the road in front of customers pretty often. Yet, as product owner, he also must be sure to be present enough with his team to continue to hone his product. Dave was open about his challenges, but also the challenges that product owners in general may have with the role. I'm the product owner and CEO at Scrum.org. Um, and it's interesting when you combine those roles. The, the separation of product ownership from Scrum Master you know, um, engineering manager, all of that, all those roles is really important because when you combine them in one human being, and this is the problem with the CEO, you end up with this. I'm, I'm like, oh, I care about my team massively. I want them to be nurtured and develop and all this sort of stuff. I'm not saying product owners don't, but th this focus you know, and maybe this is a trait of, of me and, you know, being a, yeah, you know, a sort of being a man. I'm not very good at, I can only do one thing at once, but focus. If I'm focusing on developing the team and all that and, and you know, and getting rid of impediments and removing friction, I find it hard to remember that I'm focused on the customer and the outcomes, et cetera. So that separation is very important and it's very important for the role. That's the reason why Scrum Master and Product Owner can't be the same person. Very, very, very important, that is. But what, so now what's interesting is then by its very nature, you have to be out talking to customers. But that's a problem. It's a problem because we tend to, we have this sort of saying, I don't know, uh, a meme, I don't know what the cool word for it is. Uh, we, you, product owners have two responsibilities, to be available to the team or be able to make the, make the decisions, to empower to make decisions. Uh, pick one, because that's what you tend to find. You tend to find product owners that are available for the team don't feel as comfortable making the decisions because they're not 
you know, uh, always the person that's speaking at conferences, that's talking to customers, that's being flown in for an emergency deal. But the people that are doing that are never available for the team to make decisions. So then this is the trick. You have to balance that. We here at Scrum.org have got the same problem. I, I spend a lot of time on the road. We're at Scrum.org, the home of Scrum. We've got, you know, 200 trainers around the world. We're a massively international organization. There's Scrum events everywhere. I get invited to speak often at, the, at those events. I'm very fortunate to have that opportunity. And one of my jobs is to be the face of Scrum, you know, you know, with Jeff and Ken to help drive the vision to keep it relevant, et cetera, et cetera, to keep it up to date and, and the like. So what's, what's interesting is then I'm not available for the team. So that means decisions about, I don't know, what new training materials, what the website, the, you know, certification question, you know, all of that stuff. And they're like, oh, and they feel very frustrated. So... The short answer is yes, good product owners are out with customers, but you have to balance that with the needs of the team. If, if you spend all your time talking to customers, then you lose the trust of your team often because you're not in front of them helping them make the right decisions. Throughout this conversation with Dave, it's becoming clear to me that to Dave, a product owner isn't necessarily a role, it's a responsibility. Maybe the VP of product in a company is the product owner. Or in some companies, maybe the product manager is the product owner. Or maybe a company does have a role called product owner that's, well, the product owner. So my final question to Dave goes back to the first question, which is, is there really any difference between a product manager and a product owner? So what is the difference? I mean, ultimately, I think it's semantics. I think every organization has decided what product manager is to them. Every organization has decided what the business analyst is. And now they've got product owner coming in. And it's about making a decision to be agile or not. To be effective, you have to empower people to make decisions. The, the industrialization, the fact that, that it goes all the way to the top and then you have this magical system which is driven down and nobody makes decisions at the bottom, but it's just not appropriate for the sense and respond world that we live in. We live in an environment that, that requires us to continuously probing, be continuously delivering stuff, whether that be experimentation or features or even bug fixes, learning from that usage and then adapting to that. So it's not a question of product owner versus product manager. It's about are you willing to take that responsibility, to drive that into your organization and to empower people to make decisions about products. And ultimately, I think that's the, the crux of the matter. And, and, and so I see it as sort of like three things. I see it, number one, are you willing to actually define what your products are in an effective way? And that means looking at your customers and understanding not the applications that support them, not the hist history, but the, the problems that they have and the logical grouping of those problems into some sort of offer that we that we provide. One, so number one, are you willing to be a product organization? Number two, are you willing to empower people to manage those products? And ultimately, there has to be one product owner. And number three, are you willing to provide the support for that person so they don't drown when you scale? And that means employing the specialists to help them ask the right questions of the customers, to employ them to have the specialists that provide the data on competitors or the messaging or et cetera. You know, there's this sort of like desire often to say, oh, we've got a product owner now, so we don't need product managers, don't need business analysts, fire all those people, let's reduce the cost, and now you do everything, and then you're not going to succeed. So product, or, product orientation, 
empowerment and support and they're the three things you should be concentrating on and don't worry you know personally i would i like the word product or the phrase product owner the the role because the word owner really makes it very clear whereas i'm not managing stuff i'm owning it and i'm accountable so i personally really like that but don't get too bent around the axle um with respect to oh the, the title but ultimately remember that it's about it's about product orientation it's about empowerment and it's about support and if you can build that right then you're going to be super super successful i really enjoyed this chat with dave and it was definitely a little eye-opening for me it may not ultimately matter what the title of product owner actually means this will vary from company to company anyway But as far as the role or the responsibility of who within an organization actually owns product from beginning to end, as Dave says, and to quote Highlander, there can only be one. So if you enjoyed this episode as much as I enjoyed putting it together, we'd love it if you could share it with a fellow product person or leave a review on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts from. I know it takes a lot of time to do that, but we really, really appreciate it. And it really does help us a ton. For Product Collective, I'm Mike Belsito, and this is Build, Launch, Scale. Thanks for joining us today. I hope you got a lot out of today's conversation, and if you did, it would be awesome if you could head on over to iTunes or Stitcher or wherever you get your podcasts from and give it a five-star rating. That kind of thing helps us a ton. It'd also be great if you could just let your friends know about the podcast since it is relatively new. For Product Collective, I'm Mike Belsito, and this is Build, Launch, Scale.